Hi, my name is Paul Brighton, aka Seafood Boggy, and welcome to the very first episode of The Way of Conscious Mindfulness. This show is all about <laughs> this show is all about different points of view. Oh, oh, somebody's playing it on YouTube and it's bouncing off. Oh, is that me? <laughs> That's me. Bad, bad call. Bad boggy. Sorry about that. See, a few bugs still working them out. So, yes, this is the way of conscious mindfulness, a show about different points of view, different uh, subjects and different ways of expressing yourself through mind, body and spirit in this world, in this reality. So I will pass it over to the very lovely, the very gorgeous Michelle Infinity. Michelle. Gratitude, Boogie. I am, I, am, I am so grateful that we are do, even doing this podcast. And today we have a special guest who is a dear friend of mine, uh, Brendan Cullington. Um, you are, <laughs> Cullington, you are um, in charge of the paradigm. <laughs> He's giggling at me because I, I'm mispronouncing his name. Brendan, why don't, you, uh, why don't you say your last name then? What is it? It's Cullington, right? There's just no G, so it's Cullington. Cull Cull oh, really? I've yeah. been saying your last name for four years. I have not. <laughs> I'm wrong. Yeah, no, it's cool. Whatever works. <laughs> Whatever. It's water. It's water. It's water. It's very Taoist. So, um, Brendan is my friend, and he has a lot of passion, and he runs the Paradigm Shift Central Community, and he is an expert on lucid dreaming and creating conscious media, and he is like a machine on the Facebook and posts um, in order to collaborate with other people and has inspired this complete podcast itself and um, is kind of like a leader in consciousness shifting um, around the world and has many, many, many different tribes and communities and is con in contact with many of them and, um, and hosts his own radio uh, broadcast and meditations and all of these things. And we have thought to do a more um, linear um, introduction in the future, but right now I'm just kind of going for... Uh, what I know about him, and on a soul level, I know him as a dreamer, um, a magician, an elf, and it's true. <laughs> um, do you not want me to reveal your archetypes? So I no, won't. go ahead. Go ahead. It's <laughs> and today we're going to have him uh, hype it up. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and today we're going to have him talk about lucid dreaming, which is a passion of his. Um, and so I will let you talk, Brendan, my friend. How are you? Today. I'm doing great. Thanks for thanks for putting this all together, guys. It's a real honor to be here at the uh, at the the start of it all, the genesis. Episode one's always really exciting. Uh, you know, I I think back. I still remember like when we did like episode one of Paradigm Shift Radio um, back in 2012. So it's really cool, even just in the concept to see like how something as simple as that has like inspired new generations and new people to create their own shows. So what what I'm even excited for is that this this show could potentially inspire someone to else to create their own show. And, yeah. and that's, well, that's a really cool part. But but that's the point. It's your fault. <laughs> In a nice way. Is you're the reason why I'm doing this. We, me and Michelle, why and the other co hosts you're the reason why we're doing it. Is that you inspired us. You you definitely inspired me. Uh See, you know, I'm 
I'm the old one, possibly, yeah, I think I'm the oldest one here, uh, 46 years old. I come from an era, a lot of the stuff that we talk about now, I was taught as the secret stuff, the men-men stuff, the mason stuff, you know, the, the stuff you whisper about, you don't, you don't talk about it openly, because most people will think you're a madman or woman. Um, and and so you know, twenty thirty years ago, this show would have never happened, you know. And and you know, your show at the time it was right at the right pinnacle moment. It was you know, it was perfect. And it was the oh wait, oh you mean I can talk about that now? You mean all this stuff I've been keeping hidden for for years? I can actually oh wow, you're talking about that? You're talking about that? Cool. So yeah, it's your fault. It's you know you were the spark, you were the inspiration for me, um, and and you know we've talked about doing another you know a British version you know because obviously you guys when I watch your show and when I you know on it later it's two o'clock in the morning here so at least this one this could spark off other stuff so yeah I'm sorry please continue Brendan. <laughs> Cool, cool. No, I think you, you definitely hit upon some key things there. Um, and of course, yeah, like, thank you for everyone taking the time for, for tuning into this and, and recognizing that, like, this this broadcast as well as future ones, it's really about practice. And so, I mean, what we can do with this is that I'm sure you guys have some questions um, that we can get to as well. And uh, do you want me to just do, like, a, a little introduction of, of who I am and... and most we'll kind of get get rolling in that direction and get into lucid dreaming stuff as we go. Sorry. If you'd like to do that, yeah, go for it. Sure, sure. Because yeah, we're we're kind of talking about earlier um, how like even the title of the show, the way of. Um, I really like that because it's like the way of whoever the guest is, whoever the featured person is. So I mean, like this is cool to be on in the first episode, but I'm really looking forward to learning the way of so and so and who and who down the road within the community because there's so many of us doing so many amazing things now, and it's crazy to think that we're already in 2016. And so going back, you know, back in time, I'll just explain real quick uh, again. You know, knowing that this show is an opportunity to connect with people uh, within the community as well and inviting them to be involved with the Paradigm Shift Central project as well as the way of and um, the Paradigm Shift Central project, the main website, ParadigmShiftCentral.com, right now we we explain it as a real-world game to help shift consciousness. And so that in itself uh, is, is a really interesting idea, um, the, the whole idea of like gamifying the shift in consciousness. And that comes from my own personal interest growing up and being a fan of video games. But it really brings in um, like an extra, level, an extra level of texture to what many of us are actually doing here on this quest. And, and the, the way how you play the game is by helping shift consciousness. And, and the way how we do that, you know, there's many different ways to explain how we do that. We talk about, you know, just like developing yourself and also it's about planting seeds and sparking conversation and spreading compassion and, and helping other people simply by being a mirror for them through through their own growth and you know asking questions and then it, it's really interesting because you see more and more people and they're beginning to quote unquote awaken to more of what this reality is because that's part of the journey is that we come in with this amnesia we don't come in fully remembering things like sacred geometry and multi-dimensional reality and fractals and and our interconnectedness these are things that we literally have to be reminded of remembered with and so 
the Paradigm Shift Central project, uh, it's something that started off as a single club in my college that was just uh, known as Paradigm Shift Fanshawe at the time. And it was just about bringing people together to be, able, to be able to help create a space to talk about paradigm shifty topics, which of course, you know, relate to metaphysics, spirituality, Eastern philosophy, UFOs, Sasquatch, psychedelics, dimensions, all of these things that, again, you know, I was never really taught, encouraged to even talk about within school, or let alone taught about. And so that one club was something that we documented and then we began doing the radio show and it was this basic idea to say like, hey, you know, community is such an important thing. What happens when more of us start creating these communities? So if I can do this here, you can do this elsewhere. And then that's where the, the evolution of the project took place and now there's paradigm shift communities across the globe and it's really evolving and the last thing I'll just say on this is that a core emphasis on the project is really about the, the media and the ongoing documentation knowing that as shifters as as you know like people who are here playing this game one of the ways how we can assist with the shift is through telling our story and doing that through modern mediums and using technology so it's a platform to encourage people to create their own conscious content their own conscious media and that's where we have the things through the website like the quest journals and the conscious articles and I can explain about those uh, more as we go along but yeah it's really cool to see it evolving and we have like ongoing broadcasts and it's always uh, an exciting thing to to see uh, just like knowing that it's making a difference and, and knowing that all of us are making a difference in our own ways so in encouraging people to choose to be the change you wish to see that's the core of all of this I would say so. right, yeah very much so uh, you know, like well, what, while you were talking, one of the things that come up is yeah, this point: you are not alone. You are not alone. You, you know, you you want to, you know, you're doing your own little thing. You're you're creating your own version of paradigm shift, of the way of 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 whatever you want to call it. That's great. You make it yours. Create it. You are not alone, though. There are others out there. Join forces. You know, do this. You know. Bring on, bring on your heroes. Bring on, you know, Skull the Man. Bring on your versions and promote them. Promote yourself. There's this whole Taoist thing of you, you want to promote yourself. Promote everybody you know. The more you mm -hmm. sh you share the love and promote other people, the more that will come back. And I've always lived. I mean, ever since I've known Skull, which is what 2010, I think. Um, yeah. That. Um, I've, I've, I think I'm known for sharing ten tons of stuff. One of the reasons I do that is the more I share and help others, the more I send the love, their love out, the more love will come back. But, but I don't do it selfishly. I do it because I want to do it. I, and I don't do it to get that stuff back. That's a bonus. I do it because it's the right thing to do. And doing the right thing for you, I think, is important. And the whole point... I mean, on my side, with me, I, I, Michelle will tell you her, her viewpoints, but for me, the whole point of this is to share other people's viewpoints, other people's ways, the way of that person. Well, you know, the way of Brendan. This is how he did it. This is what he's done. This is what he's going through, the good and the bad stuff. He's struggling, or he's, he's having moments of brilliance, you know, this is what he's doing, this is how he's doing it. You take that, you play with it, you oh, I like that, I like that. Do it your way. You know, that's the difference. I think in school we are taught 
this is what you do, this is how you do it, dollar dom, dollar dom, dollar dom. Then when you leave school and college and university, it's you're out in that big old world and it's like, oh, what do I do now? Do your way. You know, you are your own boss. Create your own things. B, create the reality you want. You know, make the reality yours. And hopefully, the way of the way of conscious mindfulness, at least this one, that's what we'll promote. That's what we'll encourage you in a hopefully a very fun, loving, playful way. Because I'm a Taoist, we we tend to be a little bit silly, a little bit nuts sometimes. We like to make people laugh because if you're laughing, it's working. You're you know, don't take life too seriously. Don't take yourself too seriously. Learn, 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 progress, grow, and expand. Mm, uh Would you like to add something, Michelle? Um, I love that you said expand. I feel that's um, super good. Um, uh, My biggest question, and and both of you came into this, like because now you got all passionate about it. Um, And Brendan, you did. You brought up your passion. And Brendan, so I want to just kind of talk about the biggest thing that I wanted to address is like the concept of passion. And what, and and we can gear it towards you, Brendan, is like, do you wake up like on a mission? You know, like, do you, do you feel that way when you wake up? Do you feel that, um, like that, that you are um, just, you're so driven. You're so driven. I really admire that about you. And so I'd like to know more about that aspect of you. Like, what do you feel from your heart? Like, do you feel like this is um, kind of like um, a directive from the universe and you're on a, a mission for it? Or do you feel like, you know, talk about, talk about courage and passion and, and why do you feel this call so deeply that you're on it all, every day, you know? Why are you pursuing this? Yeah, that's, that's uh, <laughs> I'm just getting ready for it. Yeah, I was just taking a swig of water before I jumped into this for those listening. Um, big question. No, no, it is. Drink the water, here we go. It's a great question. It, it really is. It's a great topic, the, the idea of courage and passion within the shift in consciousness, because I feel that's something that more and more of us are beginning to step into, and, and it happens through through the collective inspiration that we generate as a community. You know, I always use this tagline, aspire to inspire, you know, like make that your goal, and the idea that inspiration is the fuel for change. Like that's something that I, I really resonate with. And so, I mean, for, for myself, like this, this whole Paradigm Shift Central project, I mean, yeah, like knowing that it's making a difference in people's lives and everything like that, like my motivation behind it goes back to me asking myself, like, how can I help change the world? Like, that's literally where it comes from. And I think that's a question that all of us should ask ourselves. And it's not something that you, like, have to have the answer to. But it's a, it's, it's a question that can be lived. It's a question that you continue to explore. And then the, the answers will begin to reveal themselves through your everyday life. And again, it may be, like, those small things in terms of just, like, being compassionate and, like, making, el- making someone else's day. You know, like, you may not be able to, like, this is kind of a, a quote from somewhere, but it's like, you know, you may not be able to change, like, the entire world 
but you can change someone's world. And through doing that, you do change the world sort of thing, you know? So if you make a difference in someone else's life, like, you are changing the world for them um, and their experience of it. So, I mean, yeah, like, for me, when I started this Paradigm Shift Central project, uh, it, it came after, like, going, th you know, I started having my quote-unquote awakening shortly after, like, 2001 when 9-11 happened and I started doing research and conspiracies and that kind of took me down the rabbit hole and I, and I think a lot of people actually have that same story which is interesting because like the, this is like a side note but like the the twin towers at the base of them there was like the design was um, reminiscent of tuning forks so it's like when the twin towers got hit it was like a tuning fork struck the entire reality and so like that in itself uh, you know without having to get too much into that topic seems That's to be awesome. a huge catalyst <laughs> that woke up so many people and you know synchronized with the concept of the internet and again you know people did their own research and from there it connects them to amazing documentaries and new ideas related to spirituality and metaphysics and fractals and geometry and everything like that and so, I mean, for me, um, it, it began there, and then in 2009, I sort of had additional shifts in my awakening, and, and, and it really came into this idea of acknowledging that there was an objective, and the fact that it was actually something that could be accomplished. Uh, for me, it was also, like, acknowledging that there, there was this um, very real aspect of a, a spiritual dimension that's a part of this reality. I mean, that's kind of a big part of the story, right? It's like pulling back the veils of illusion within this reality on multiple levels in terms of separation, but in, also in terms of just, like, our remembrance of our own divinity uh, in a very, like, deep psychedelic level that isn't apparent on the surface, but it is it is there. And so from my own experience, knowing that this, like, spiritual aspect of reality, if we want to just use the term spiritual, you can almost think of it as like seeing the code beyond behind the matrix kind of thing. Knowing that that was there for me was like a big motivation because it, it wanted me to be able to uh, help other people on their own path to be able to like awaken to this concept through their own aha moments, you know, and, and that's the thing, awakening happens in stages, it happens through like little tiny things and dots connecting from different angles, so within this concept it was like, alright, you know, what I want to be able to do is hold space for other people on their own path, trusting and knowing that they will sort of have those aha moments in their own way, and then, and that you know, look at where we are 2016, it's like so common, everyone's just like, oh yeah, like obviously we're all one collective consciousness experiencing itself subjectively, like obviously, right, like it's a common meme, it's a common concept now, whereas back in 2009, 2008, there's, you know, maybe literally probably only like 5% of what we see on the internet compared to what we see today within the conscious community. So that's just a, a reflection of that. So, I mean, yeah, like holding spaces is, is a big motivation, knowing that those little actions make a big difference. And and you're right, going back to your question um, directly, Michelle, like, you know, what drives me? Like, I feel like it is, for me personally, going back to the idea that this is my answer to the question of how can I help change the world by doing what I love and creating this media and creating space, it, it, it does go back to me, like, feeling in alignment with my, like, soul path. And, and that's something that, you know, I think all of us can sort of meditate on. And, like, if I weren't to do Paradigm Shift, if I were to just, like, say, like, oh, screw this, it's not important, and walk away from it for, like, uh, you know, a couple weeks or a month or something like that, there would be a part of me that would... It, it would hurt. It would hurt to do that. Like, it, it would be, like, very challenging because I would acknowledge that I, I'm, like, stepping away from being able to make a difference, from from being able to, like, you know, it's, it's your duty, it's your destiny, um, but at the same time, like, 
destiny is like something that we're constantly like creating from this present moment uh, within our own choices. But yeah, like it, it is something where now that the projects continue to evolve, it is something where I'm just like, okay, this is this is why I'm here. And, and not just so much this is why I'm here, but this is why I chose to come here. Like this is, each one of us has our own gifts. And so I think that's the big thing and I'll just end on that for now. But the idea that finding your gift and, and, and learning how to share that with the world allows you to wake up every morning and, and be excited about how you're going to share that gift. So every day when I wake up, it's just like, all right, like, how am I going to help change the world today, right? You know, I'll create a checklist and be like, boom, boom, you know, videos, broadcasts, going out, doing free hugs, things like that. So, yeah, Is that I'll just really your question for the, to yourself? Every morning you wake up and you say, how am I going to change the world today? To, to a degree, I mean, that's amazing. Within the realms of the project, yeah, yeah. So you know, but maybe that's the point. Maybe, or at least, you know, it works for you. So, you know, the whole reality. Yes, we are individuals, but also we have similarities. So it works for you, you know, guys. Whoever's watching that now in the future, try it, because it could work for you. That could be your thing. I mean, yeah. You know, having that list, there's a lot of NLP, neuro linguistic programming. They talk about very similar things about you know having goals for that day, setting up and 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 doing it. Uh, for for me, we sort of joked uh, off air about I've got this uh, saying about uh, Zen and Dao. Uh, Zen is very focused. It's very it's very Shaolin, very samurai. Got to get the job done. This is what we're going to do. Uh, Zen is in, in essence is, is pure 100% focus is that I had a friend actually skull my life like this I had a friend who was an ice skater and he used to skate with no laces and we he called it Zen ice skating it, and basically there was a few little tricks that the he had thick socks on and he would crunch his uh, toes up but basically he could skate with no laces and and because in Zen you just do it is, you know, it, anything and everything is possible, you just do it. So that's very much the Zen way. Get it up, get it done, boom. Uh, so martially, boom, it's very much, you know, boom, strike, very quick, very focused, mm. one strikes, very much in Zen, um, in the Japanese way of fighting, they don't fluff about, straight straight to the point. Yeah. Dao, where I'm more Dao, uh, it's more going with the flow, is being spontaneous, is that we're talking about one thing, shooting off to another, for example. When you were talking about, you know, you doing things, you know, you, you doing helping individuals, there's a, there's a story that came up in my head, I'm not sure if you've ever heard this, uh, there was a little girl uh, on a beach and there was thousands of starfish on, on the uh, beach. And this man comes across and he's seeing this little girl picking up the starfish, looking at them, and then putting them back into the river, and then picking another one up, looking at them, and putting them back to, into, sorry, into the ocean, back into the ocean. And the man sort of looked puzzled and said, you know, there's, there's thousands of starfish uh, on the beach. You can't save them all. But the little girl picks up another one and says, but I've saved this one. Puts her back in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that... Everything is a moment. Uh, one thing with the Tao, everything is living in the now, is living in the Tao. Your wave. 
finding your way, your balance. Mm -hmm. Live in that moment. Don't let missed opportunities be missed. So, uh -huh. you know, your focus is about helping people. You know, yeah. When you do your hugs, you know, I mean, man, you you are you are a spiritual warrior. I mean, you know, when you do your your hugs, you're helping that one person. You know, you give them a hug and they feel great, and that greatness, what they feel, carries on for the rest of the day. Could even carry on for the rest of the week, um, all from a hug. And so, the same thing with your show. It's like a it's like a verbal hug. Is that you? <laughs> I say what I see. You should, you know that already, Michelle. Is I love that, it. But you are, it, you know. You are, Paradigm Shift Radio is a verbal hug. You know, it's like coming along and saying, come here, guy, you know. And because you, you have so many different people on there, you have so many different inspirational people. They're fighting their fight, doing it their way, um, and doing it with love. And, you know, and you talk about subjects, like we were saying about subjects. You know, as I said a bit earlier, I mean... You know, the whole concept of we are all one, we are all the same being, just playing different roles, is that, you know, apart from that could get you locked up about 20 years ago, you know, it was secret. You know, what I learned is what's called men-ren, inside the door information. You don't tell people that. And it's like, hold up, we're talking about this in open. That means things are changing. It's working. We're pushing forwards. You know, we're waking people up. And you do that every single show. You do that every single hug, where it's verbal, where it's spiritual, where it's physical. You're doing that, and you know, uh, my hat off. If I was wearing a hat, my hat would be off to you, dear sir. So, but so oh, thanks, we digress. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, well, yeah. there's a couple things there I want to yeah. expand upon. Um, I like what you were saying, you know, like the idea of being a spiritual warrior. What does that mean? I think that's a very attractive concept for a lot of people. They're just like, they're like, spiritual warrior. Like, what? You know, like, that sounds that sounds cool. That sounds badass, you know. Like, how can I how can I bring this into my own being and everything like that? And that is something that, you know, like, I've, I've definitely um, been carrying and, and, you know, whether you're, like, talking about past lives and things like that, I, I feel the warrior archetype is something that all of us carry. And and the concept of warrior for me, um, it, it can mean a few things. What I like to focus on is the idea of reflecting back to perseverance, reflecting back to trust, reflecting back to courage, and uh, what you were saying, Paul, reflecting back to the concept of tactfulness, of articulation, of precision. So, I mean, yeah, like, that's, that's like, a really interesting idea, um, and, and acknowledging that, you know, like, when, when I'm making my media and stuff, I want to be very strategically precise with, with things as much as I can be, right? You know, like, how can I deliver information a certain way? How can I help inspire people through a certain message sort of thing? So, I mean, um, yeah, the, the concept of spiritual warrior is, is something that I feel like more people are beginning to embody when they recognize that there is a call for, for something like that. You know, people can talk about, like, literally the call coming from, like, Mother Earth, coming from Gaia herself. You say, you know, like, rise, my warriors. Like, now is the time. And so, like, the warriors, like, warrior has, has you know, it, it 
it can in any case mean nothing to do with violence. You know, like the the warrior will only pull like a you know in terms of like samurai and stuff like that. You know, they'll only pull out their sword like when it's needed. You know, like when they are a hundred percent like knowing that now is the time to draw the sword, and it may be for various reasons. You know, it can be used to it can be used to destroy, but it can also be used to create. You can use your sword for like cutting branches and building gates and fences and houses and things like that, right? So, I mean, the metaphor sort of applies um, into the concept of spirituality when you realize that, like, the sword is also the metaphor for the mind, you know, and, and like, literally, like, sword and word, like, the idea that word is within sword, so it's like all of our words are our sword. How do you carry your words? Um, so I, I, I can expand on that idea, but, Michelle, go ahead. I think you want to jump in. No, um, I don't. I was just. Oh, okay. You were just in leaning into it. I was. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, just um, I was thinking of the um, the Toltec teachings with the mm. way of the warrior and the impeccability of the word. So yeah, I was totally leaning into it, brother. But yeah, keep going if you want. Um, yeah. Um, well, just very quickly. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just very quickly. I mean, the whole thing of you know, you you yet again, you've hit the nail on the head. Is is well, it's it's understand it's words, words and understanding words. One of the biggest things I learned with Chinese, learning Chinese, is that one word means several things, and when you put other words together, they change the meaning. And and so we we sort of the whole thing. For example, kung fu. The word kung fu, we think of oh, it's a martial art, kung fu, and and the whole thing back in the seventies with Bruce Lee, kung fu. The word itself means sporting activity. So table tennis is a kung fu. Uh, ice hockey is a kung fu. Uh, anything and everything is a kung fu. Now martial art. Oh, martial art. The the martial side is yes, there is this side about physical fitness. It can be used for potential It's an art. Art of flowing. It's an art of understanding. Martial arts is first fundamentally about personal development of mind, body, and spirit. That is where it starts and then expands. So, with the Zen point of view, the samurai, like you say, is that it's a way of existence, the way, their way of their way of being just like this is your way and so yeah using the spiritual warrior idea it's like people love mindfulness you know it's it's just focus it's just intention living in that moment but if mindfulness works if spiritual wor warrior works for you if shifter shifters works for you <laughs> <laughs> then cool go with it go with your flow do do it that way the one, the one good, well, the one thing I say used to be, could still be controversial, is I say there is no good or bad, just is. What do you mean? You know, think oh, this is bad, that's bad. If you see it as bad, it becomes bad. When something bad happens in your life, learn from it. What's the lesson here? Where can I learn from this bad thing? When you get ill, okay, what have I, what been doing wrong? What, what you know, have a look. You don't just pull ill. You everything is cause and effect. The yin and the yang becomes tai chi. The symbol that everybody calls tai chi is actually 
or sorry, calls yin and yang is tai chi. It's the blend of ma masculine and feminine, night and day. Forces blending together to become one. So everything has a cause and effect. So it's finding your flow, finding how things work for you and going with it. Okay, let's carry on. Mm -hmm. For sure. Do you want to introduce um, the topic of lucid dreaming now? And maybe, Skull, you can talk that, about, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's talk about how you got started. Um, actually, two things, because you said shifters. I wanted to know how you, why did you choose the term shift? Um, and, or how did that come? Obviously, consciousness shifts, right? So that's like the logical, but it feels like mm -hmm. there's something behind that. And then also, how did you get started? How did you discover the dream space, escape dimension as a, as a portal for your changing consciousness? Yeah. That's a that's a good way of asking it um, for sure. Um, yeah, I'll just kind of I'll I'll just go back a little bit um, within like the concept of of the project and everything. So again, you know, the paradigm to central projects. I know we didn't explain all of it right right out the get go for everyone, but again, you know, this real world game concept, encouraging people to be the change that they wish to see, and then within that, we use the term shifters as sort of like our name for, for what it is that we do. You know, it's very um, <clears throat> it's parallel to like you know sort of the uh, the idea of activism, but instead we refer to it as shiftivism, and which is like spiritual activism. You know, activism with the intention of helping shift consciousness. So a shifter is someone who is intentionally helping shift consciousness. So I mean, there are many shifters out there who just don't call themselves shifters. But it's kind of fun when we can play around with that title again. You know, to like add a, a level of excitement to it, add like a level of texture and an add a level of identity to what it is that we are doing. A lot of people will say like, you know, like what what are you? You know, there asking and they're trying to like ask about like your association with like a spiritual religion or something like that you know at the very least if people ask me that I'll say like you know I'm a seeker yet I am also a shifter so a seeker is kind of like my way of exploring knowledge shifter is my way of pursuing action and and the shifter does parallel you know a shifter is a seeker as well um, so I mean yeah like the concept of paradigm shift I, I just felt that that was like the the best way to, to explain what it was that I was trying to create, especially at the time, it was very obvious, you know, like paradigm meaning the way of seeing things, a way of seeing things, shift meaning to change, to turn into something else. So, I mean, a lot of people, you're talking about society, you're talking about their own existence, they're talking about their perception of reality. Well, let's shift the paradigm. Let's introduce a new idea. Let's bring in concepts like as above, so below. And suddenly, what was right in front of you is now a new picture simply because you shifted your paradigm of how you're choosing to look at it. So, I mean, the concept of calling things paradigm shift and the paradigm shift communities, which, again, you know, there's paradigm shift communities across the globe at this point, and people can start them up where they are, and they encourage their open-minded discussion meditation circles that encourage open-mindedness, healthy living, and the evolution of consciousness. And so, I mean... In that sense, again, it's just encouraging people to come in and to explore ideas rather than just saying like this is the, this is like the right way, this is the wrong way. It's just you know everything is information. Think for yourself, kind of thing. So I mean, yeah, like the paradigms are shifting. That is incredibly obvious. And calling the community project paradigm shift just makes it uh, also more universally inviting for everyone, uh, opposed to being something very specific. You know, like 
yeah, opposed to I always you know use this example of like you know calling it like the super spiritual best friends club or something like that, right? Like, I mean, some people they hear something like that or you know even just like the term like you know like Indigo Starseed Collective or something like that. Nothing wrong with those, but at the same time, there are some people that just like will have a hard time getting through that gate. Whereas a term like paradigm shift, what I'm really really trying to do is also to be a bridge between like mainstream culture and more of these consciousness ideas. So using the term paradigm shift is kind of like a good medium that more people can can get involved with, can jump on board with. You know, I've I've had a lot of people who you know are, are very uh, who have who have gone through their own path of being very like you know um, very logical mind society oriented, and then suddenly you know through the paradigm shift community they begin exploring their own spiritual path and everything like that. And had it been called something different, they might not have been able to like jump on board that ship. So I mean, um, yeah, just I mean the paradigm shift project it literally is a ship. You can think about it that way. So people can come on board, they can get off when they want, and it's literally going places. And it's like a, a ship on the sea of consciousness. But but it's also a spaceship as well, but we'll talk about more about that later. <laughs> and it's a time machine too, so I'll mention that. Oh, speaking um, of which, um, I saw your Merkaba, um Alice in Wonderland oh, yeah. video. So, Ooh. have you been doing the uh, conscious movie reviews for a while, or is this something that you just started? <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah, I can talk about those. I know we want to go back into the lucid dreaming aspect uh, it might as never well. So. No, no, we, we definitely can. For me, for me, it's definitely. The first um, show, whatever is is. Well, uh, and this it's is not all. in the Dow. <laughs> it does relate though. It, the, the topic of um, the topic of lucid dreaming definitely is like a part of the the story of the go. paradigm shift project because. Um, you know, I, again, going back to the idea of trying to be a bridge between everyday mainstream culture and more conscious ideas, I feel that the topic of lucid dreaming is the one of the best topics to use for, for people who are trying to, like, get their friends interested in more of these ideas, right? Because everybody dreams. Therefore, everybody has the potential to be interested in it. So, I mean... For when we were starting the Paradigm Shift Club in my college way back in 2009, one of the first events that we had on a bigger scale was like with a guest speaker who came in and talked about lucid dreaming and astral projection. So I mean that was a great way for people to just like really, because the topic of lucid dreaming, and, and I'll explain this now, is very important for me because it opens up more to an understanding of our multidimensional reality. It, it's something that can not only be theorized, but it can be experienced. Literally, people, you know, they're just like, they're like, what? Like, multidimensional reality? Like, what does that mean? What does that mean, you know? But then when people have, like, a lucid dream experience and they literally experience themselves, like, in another dimensional space and they're conscious and they're aware and they're in a, in a, in a now that has its own real present moment equally as vivid and real as this one and they can interact with it and they can engage with it it's it's incredibly paradigm shifting in that moment because they're just like wait what the hell like is there more to this physical reality like and they start asking these questions so you know the concept of lucid dreaming and dream exploration it, it opens up to this idea that yes we have our physical body in this physical dimension but there's more to us than that and you can simply use the term astral body which is you know an astral realm so at night your astral body travels into these astral realms and, and it's literally like going inwards too which is a very hyperdelic thing you know it's literally the worlds are inside of us um, in the sense that you know like infinity is inside of us um, there's a stargate inside of us and so you don't have to like go you don't have to travel the stars by going out of your body as 
humankind so commonly does with spaceships and everything like that. But like, what if you had the potential to explore the galaxy every night within your dreams? It's a very marvelous idea, and it's, and it's very attractive. And so, I mean, within dreams, um, you know, within lucid dreaming, you can experience the ability to have your mind create your reality instantaneously. And, and this is why the topic of lucid dreaming is also really important for, for me and, and why it's something that, you know, I'm constantly bringing back into the community. And, and even through the Paradigm Shift Central Project, we have regular dream classes every other Tuesday. And again, people are welcome to tune in for that as well. And it, it goes back, and I'll just say this, it goes back to the, the core concept of when you understand more about dreams, you understand how your thoughts create within the dream space and within this reality because you realize that they're essentially of one and the same, meaning that this reality too is another version of the dream, you know, like merrily, 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 life is but a dream kind of thing. And and what that is actually saying is that like be mindful of your thoughts because your thoughts are creating. So when you're in a lucid dream, you can think like, you know, like I want an apple, an apple appears. I want to fly to the pyramids of Egypt. You fly to the pyramids of Egypt. You know, I want to like be like 100 feet tall. You can be 100 feet tall. So like you're, you're understanding that like everything you're thinking is happening. And this can be like in some ways a very empowering thing and then in some ways it can be a great opportunity for lessons because you're you're realizing like oh my god I'm having a nightmare and then you're just like oh wait this is still me right and, and simply by becoming aware of that allows you to like switch the gears and, and regain sovereignty regain like consciousness regain uh, your ability to, to interact and govern your reality so what happens when we apply that say concept to our real life and to our real challenges and to our real demons that we're facing and to our real dreams and our real aspirations and we understand that it's literally the same thing it's the same concept but there's just like different aspects to it within this physical dimension because you got things like density and time but the concept is there so I mean you know like as you think social you become as our good son good friend Mr. Lee would always say and so I mean yeah the concept of lucid dreaming is a great topic for people to just become more aware of how much their thoughts create and the, also like the excitement and the responsibility that goes hand in hand with that as well so and the potential so yeah for everyone for everyone so there's, there's a you, I, th I think you're getting that there's always an eastern flair with me uh, there's a guy called Changzi or Changtus as some people say and one of the most famous things he was said to have said was I awoke from a dream where I was a butterfly in a field of corn fluttering my wings but when I awoke I suddenly thought which is the dream so in the essence of saying is that which is the dream which is reality is that you know some the whole point of lucid dreaming is that things can you realize within the dream or you wake up within the dream becomes real. The whole thing of the, the matrix was, well, this is this is also the dream. And there were other films that have you know portrayed this. And in the Taoist concept is that this is an illusion, this is a reality. The reason you are your you are your own creator, the reason of synchronicity, the reason why if you keep talking about something you can actually manifest it in one way or another. You want to, you know, keep somebody, the whole thing of the secret. And, oh, yeah, yeah, I want a red sports bar, red sports car. You keep seeing red sports cars coming out of nowhere all the time. Or you talk about somebody that you've really missed. It's, oh, you know, oh, Michelle, I've really missed Michelle. Where is she? And then suddenly she calls up. 
Um, well, she appears with a beautiful Eva and sitting there smiling at you. But the point is, is that uh, you, in essence, manifest these things. The hold up, I'm creating this stuff. And this is where NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, psychology, they say is that a lot of things that start off internal, your perception, the, the world is what you perceive it to be. If you think things are are bad, if your life is bad, you know, then I'm then I'm married. You know. <laughs> the old saying, life is, well, in the England, there's a saying, pardon my French, life is a bitch, then you marry one. If you believe that, it will happen. You can create that. If you think, I'm really unlucky, and, uh, and you know, always unlucky things, bad things happening, it will happen. So, my question is, hold up, if you are changing the things around you, well, hold up. And in lucid dreaming, you do that in lucid... Um, which one is which? <laughs> you know, the point is, is that, which is the real reality? Does it matter? You, If you can create things in your dream, why can't you create things in your real life? I think you can. I think that's the point. I think there is enough things out there that show that um, the FBI did a wonderful experiment, many experiments on this actually, but one of the experiments they did was they got, I think it was 500 to 1,000 people uh, into a few hotels into Washington State, um, had them meditating over a weekend on peace, harmony and love. The crime rate dropped by 25%. No other explanation why it dropped. The, the one main factor, probability that was changed, was that there was these um, people meditating in Washington State, and that exact weekend, crime rate dropped. So, is lucid dreaming a tool, a training session, to actually learn how to create your own reality here and now? There's a question for you. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Is lucid dreaming actually a virtual reality to to help you, to guide you, to change this one? Uh, it's definitely, I, I think, um, putting it that way, uh, the answer is yes, um, so long as you choose to see it that way, can, meaning it's an opportunity for, for it to be that way, yes. And and so, I mean, <clears throat> you know, expanding more on, like, what the dream space is, uh, it's a fascinating topic um, because, you know, people talk about it be like, be like, you know, like, why should dreams matter, they're not real sort of thing. Uh, I, I always try to explain it this way, like, Real, uh, everything is equally unreal. And, and what I mean by that is that within the dream space, if, if you have the opportunity to learn from the experience, if you have the opportunity to gain something out of it, to be able to learn a lesson, then that is what makes it real. Like, it is the experience itself that makes it real. So, I mean, you can, you can approach the dream space as being equally real to your waking state in the sense of how much you value the experiences that you get out of it and that you intend to get out of it. And so, I mean, it, it, it is like a training simulation for, for this reality as, as well because, um, you know, I think, <laughs> like, it, it, we're 
the, the reality that we're working with, you can almost think of it as like this incredibly potent advanced technology, so to speak. And if, the, if we were to be given like full out manifesting abilities, it would be like giving a bazooka to a three-year-old or something like that. And like we are that three-year-old, like we are still learning. And so, I mean, we are constantly manifesting within our day-to-day -day life, and, and the dream space gives us a chance to become more aware of that, and yes, also to practice that and to become conscious of it. And so, I mean, with the dream space, uh, there's, there's another key aspect to it that I think is a big reflection within our multidimensional reality, and I say this quite often, but I, re I often refer to the dream space as being something closer to where we are actually from. And basically what I mean by this is that the dream space is not an epiphenomenon of the physical dimension. The physical dimension is actually like what comes second, meaning that the spiritual realms and the dream space, like they they you can think of it as like this this more nebulous, cloudy like energy type place. And that is actually where we are originally from. And then we incarnate into this physical dimension over time. And then every night when we dream we go back there. And eventually when we die, we return there as well. You know, it's sort of like this this in-between place. But again, you know, like it, people always try to talk about how the universe began with the Big Bang, and 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 they they try to explain it from the from from the from its origins points existing within the physical, and and we've constantly struggled to do this, and I think the reason is is simply because it didn't. The universe didn't begin in the physical, like it began in these like spiritual etheric realms, which don't even have like you know there is no beginning and end. You can literally just think of it as like a a huge white cloud, and within this white cloud, like anything can become anything, sort of thing, and then over time, this anything eventually became everything because it would spin around in circles and it would crystallize which is what we see within the Fibonacci sequence and the spirals of the galaxy this is a very very much a theory from my own way of understanding it and if you were to take like this cloud but eventually crystallize it and spin 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 it to a certain point you would eventually create like this illusion of density and and that aspect has been applied throughout this reality to the point where we have this construct that w w w which, w which allows us to interact in a very peculiar way um, and for us to be able to like develop our souls and our spirits and I think that's a big part of like what this quest is about it's about you know growing yourself as a soul and then when you die theoretically like that information like goes with you into like the the total experience of the universe as it is all the time not just when you die but it's also something that you can like theoretically like carry with you into a next incarnation so i mean you know like the the dream space um it is amazing. It, it literally is like this amazing thing, and I think people don't really give it the credit it deserves, and that's a lot to do with society and just telling us that you know, oh, it's just something within our mind, and it's not really something that you should worry too much about, or they're just trying to like analyze it very logically. But you know, you look at traditional cultures, look at Aboriginal cultures, and they talk very openly about how the dream space is a shared space, and they talk about how they would talk with their ancestors within this space. So what happens when we realize that the dream space is actually like a bridge? or a nexus between many spiritual dimensions. So I mean, this is something that I'm getting into more often, the idea of actually um, being able to communicate with other entities within the dream space, specifically um, entities reminiscent of what we would refer to as the fairy folk and the 
elves and things like that. So, I mean, it's very interesting. But again, you know, it doesn't end there. Uh, that's where, you know, people can talk about, like, contacting and communicating with aliens and other entities. And, and I think that's just the thing that you begin to open up to is this idea that, you know, obviously just on Earth is not the be-all, end-all. And within the dream space, there are other entities that are also accessing this space. And so, I mean... It, it just allows you to expand to a bigger picture of reality and a bigger picture of our place within it and allows you to become a more embodied cosmic citizen when you can do work here in the physical and then go into the dream space and still continue to do work. Um, now, I'll, I'll just set this up because I'm sure if you guys got some more questions and stuff, but, you know, from from my personal experience, like I know at the beginning we said like oh like Brendan is an expert lucid dreamer so to speak or something along those lines. Um, I would definitely not use that myself because I am not an expert lucid dreamer. Um, I am someone who is very interested in the topic and who can talk about it quite well. Uh, but within my own experience, I'm fortunate and, and I'm blessed with with the fact that I don't have lucid dreams like super duper easily. Some people do have lucid dreams like very easily. It's an interesting thing when you hear different people and they're just like you know like I lucid dream like every night or I thought lucid dreaming was how everyone dreamt I've heard that story multiple times and then some people are just like well I don't dream at all or at least I don't remember my dreams and then you know so I'm sort of in that kind of common category of someone who will only remember their dreams and only be able to lucid dream given particular shifts and changes within my physical choices. And so, I mean, this is where you can start to get into the practical aspects of how to lucid dream in ways that all of us can apply from like an esoteric science kind of perspective. And this is where, you know, you get into like the practices of dream journals, you get into why meditation is important, you get into reality checks, you get into diets, you get into like why you shouldn't smoke cannabis if you plan on remembering your dreams. So, I mean, all, and sleep patterns and all these other things, they all play variables within, within the dream space. So, I mean, for me, like, my dreams are something that, depending on my current choices within the physical reality, um, there's something that, like, I have to do things differently if, I'm, if I really want to, like, commit to my dreams. Like, they, they won't just... They, they can still come to me, but in many cases like you know that's the idea you're gonna dream every night but you may not be able to remember it so I mean if I there it's very likely that yes like I'm doing crazy things within the astral but if I and, and perhaps my soul is recording it and my soul is growing from it but I would like to be more connected as a bridge to be able to recall what those experiences were so that I can like add them to this to the experiences of my physical memory in that sense and incorporate them into more of my understanding of myself. Um, and yeah, and I'll just say this, you know, again, like dreams open us up to understanding more of ourselves. Like the choices that we make within dreams, they show us the hero and the villain within inside all of us. And, and when we see something in a dream, like you may not be lucid, you may not feel like you're in control, but you may do something that can be very important for you to acknowledge because you have to acknowledge that that is a part of yourself. And then you can choose, you know, like, do I continue to feed that? Do I continue to grow that? Or do I choose to alchemize it and to transmute it? So oftentimes you can go through very dr dramatic experiences within dreams simply so that you also don't have to go through them within the physical, yet you can learn from them within the dreams. So what happens when we're learning more about ourselves within both dimensions? within all dimensions simultaneously. So, I mean, that's the concept that interests me. So, yeah. I'll just pass it over to you. Uh, actually, I'll let Michelle talk first. Which, all right. Um, I, I love the concept of the hero and the villain inside yourself. That, mm -hmm. like, struck me when you said that. Um, 
I don't so much experience a villain of myself in my dreams, so I feel very fortunate uh, about that. But um, and then a boogie at at the at the, at the, um, at the beginning of the thing, he was like, "You don't experience negativity, do you?" And I was like, "No, I that it would be. We have the hero and the villain in our own minds, the monkey and the and the Buddha nature." But um, but to to, to keep it on the uh, the topic. Um, Something that moved me in what you just said was the respect that you have for the sacred practice of dreaming. And I felt that that came from the fact that you saw it as a gift and a blessing, that you were able to step a little bit further into that portal, that dimension of like how um, to awaken in your own consciousness about like this is not something that happens all the time. I have dreams myself. I've never had a lucid dream where I'm conscious. Um, but I've had different experiences with astral travel before, um, but 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 weirdly, like they, it shows up in my waking life, but not so much in my, like that I remember my dreams. Does that? I, I don't, don't want to get into that, but but um, the uh, the um, wow, that like made me lose my train of thought because I think I just like I went somewhere <laughs> for a second. I was like I just like went to the astral world. I just became a different uh, version of myself. Um, which is funny, um, and okay, so this is coming up now, which is not what I was intending to say, but, um, you know, shamanic journeying, because you talked about, like, speaking to other, uh, and I would love to talk about that, but you talked about speaking to other guides, and have you had any success with that, or have you tried since we, like, last spoke about that with your show and that? Because I know in meditative states you can go and talk to guides and stuff, um, but yeah, and, and then the, the last thing I wanted to share that's a little bit about that is that, yeah, it really you do have to respect the physical practice and put a lot of intention into it because I do have really, um, I have waves of really psychedelic dream experiences where I am working with my soul on a very conscious level. Um, but like when you get into that, like you kind of demand it and you're like, okay, tonight I want this, tonight I want that. But then it doesn't happen. You just have like silly dreams, you know? Um, so anyway, so anything uh, you can share on what I just spoke about. Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess, starting with, like, what you're talking about, like, communicating with guides in the astral, was that... I want to know if you have um, had success uh, doing that, because I know that that's what, that you had the idea last time. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then I also just wanted to talk about the, the respect that you have for the, the dream space as, like, a gift. Yeah. Um, and that's why maybe you're so passionate about it, that's why I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. Um, I in, in the past I have like it, it's hard. It, it's honestly like hard for me to like exactly recall off the top of my head. But I know in the past, you know, like I have had experiences where I've like shared in conversation with other dream characters that felt very potent. And like that's the thing, right? Like within dreams, it's always interesting because you're just like you understand that it's you that's projecting this reality. But it, 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 again, sort of theoretically, it's it. it it would appear as if there's more than just you. It would appear as if there's, like, someone else on the other side of this hologram who is, like, simultaneously, like, helping direct your dream. And they're putting information into your dream. You know, you can refer to it as, like, the oversoul, the higher consciousness. It's it, Again, you know, like, it's almost... Yeah, like, I, I think it, 
it's I'll, I'll just take a step back for a second because you know like within the dream space I've been sort of thinking more and more about how the dream space it, it seems very similar to like an advanced form of technology if we kind of want to think about it that way and it begins and it begins to make sense in that way when you understand that like you you know, every night when we dream about like our spiritual aspects to ourselves are like logging into this dream space. And if that's the case, other people can log into it as well. And and that opens up this whole question of, you know, who exactly is logging into the dream space and who is potentially logging into our dream space and for what intention also. And this can get into like some very interesting concepts of people's like dreams theoretically being hijacked sort of thing, which is something that you don't even hear much about. But I feel like it is something that will be coming up more within the community just as we become more conscious. And then begin to recognize if there are potential moments within our dream where you might see a dream character and and this is what I was going to say earlier you know within within the idea that you could see a dream character in front of you and a message could be coming through them and that message could be coming from like say like you know like a higher spirit but it's being presented to you as a friend someone that you would recognize and so like I feel like that concept Again, you know, this is like kind of a, a very peculiar thing to talk about, but like some people will say how that concept of that ability within dream space is actually being hijacked by other entities. So theoretically, this is, you know, something we can talk about more. Theoretically, you get the idea of like a gray coming into someone's dream, disguising themselves as someone else, and then trying to like manipulate their dream space. And to me, like as scary as this sounds, it's good to be aware of it because it brings in more opportunity for us to like bring in mindfulness into that moment. Whereas like if you're lucid in that moment, you could actually like question the intentions of that person or you could like really check in with your heart. Because if you could like see their aura in that moment, you could probably see like what they actually are pattern-wise sort of thing. You know, people talk about this within the waking state where how they're just like, oh yeah, if you like had like glasses where you could see people's auras, you could like tell be like, oh like that person's actually an alien, that person's an alien. This is a very far-fetched concept, but for some people it's uh it's it, it's interesting, and you know if they want to explore it, definitely go ahead. Um, and uh, there's more to it than that, but yeah, like. That concept for me is just like as daunting as it sounds. It, it just brings in more of like what happens when we uh, allow ourselves to become more conscious in our dreams, because I feel like as the shift in consciousness is is is, is expanding and as, and as our dreams are expanding, we're actually expanding into more of a space where like the dream space is is evolving in its own way. You know, like in the same way like the internet evolves. Maybe, this is just like an idea that's kind of coming to me recently, maybe the dream space is actually evolving. You know, like new servers are being added, new ports are being injected, new manus like new scripts are being like programmed into it, and more people are finding ways to sort of like flow and hack it, so to speak. So like we can hack it from our perspective, and that's where I'm I I think if all of us are like 100% conscious within our dreams, it opens up this like really interesting idea of like what is needed from us within the astral planes. Like, are there things we actually need to be doing? Are there actual tasks that we actually need to be accomplishing? Like, you know, like what happens if it's just like be like, all right, guys, you know, like we we're in the astral, we're here. Like, let's go to like that temple and program some intent into it. You know, because like that's what's needed. Because like maybe it's not all just like love and you know like light and you know it is sort of like this yin and yang thing. And this is again like a bigger picture and it's something I'm beginning to explore. But like, are there conflicts that are happening within the dream space that could potentially like benefit from our attention, so to speak. You know, like are there literally like 
like quote unquote wars happening in the dream space that could actually like benefit from our attention sort of thing. And this is like something I know like to a lot of people they're just like it it can be it can be a lot to take in. So I really just encourage you guys to again just take it as information. But I want people to just be aware that maybe these possibilities exist. Um, but at the same time, like don't let that. Don't don't let that like you know like still be excited about getting into the dream space. It is a, it is like a space that I feel is safe, and and it's safe so long as you acknowledge that you are safe. So long as like you know like bringing that concept of the white light, bringing the concept of the white light. Imagine yourself surrounded by white light. Imagine yourself being pr- protected, like psychic self defense sort of thing, and then like carry that with you through through your dream space, and and that will like keep you protected, and you know you can learn and you can grow and everything like that. But but yeah, I just feel like. Part of the parallel between coming conscious in your dreams is becoming conscious to more of like what's actually happening in the dream space. Um, again, you know, some of these topics are are not things that I've been thinking like they're they're fairly new-ish for me. But I feel um, just called to to sort of bring them into the into the ideas of the community because again, you know, it brings more it it brings more like like the, what is needed right now like asking the question what is needed we are needed to become more conscious within this dimension and the dream dimension dot 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 why question mark that's what we're exploring so but there's an epic story going on that's all I gotta say oh oh heck yeah I mean like right. sci-fi stuff you know? oh yeah right right firstly right um, okay firstly uh, the whole protection thing. There's a thing in there's a thing in the, in the, the Taoist uh, culture, the Chinese culture. If you're having a lot of nightmares, you create the white light. You you uh, a bit like a dream catcher, but you do a qigong or you do an empowerment. But you create uh, as you go to sleep, you create the intention, the yi, to protect yourself. That you are your own creator, therefore you will allow things to come in, but you will only allow things that won't harm you. So that's how you can stop nightmares. You say, I don't want to have a nightmare. Or <laughs> simple but to the point. So so yeah, this this whole thing of at the same time, the whole thing of there is no good or bad that just is. Sometimes the nightmare is trying to teach you something. We, me and Michelle, I can't remember if Britain was there, but me and Michelle were talking about monkey mind and uh, a monkey mind, a Buddha thought, sitting on the shoulder that translated into cartoons and into the West, into the angel on one side and the devil on the other, and they're both they're both talking to you, and, and one's you know sort of telling you what to do, and the other one's whispering. But as I say quite a lot, everyone and everything is your seafood. So the nightmare is a seafood. What is it trying to teach you? It may be trying to teach you in a very scary way, but what is it it's trying to teach you? Flipping things on the head, thinking, you know, hold up. Why do I keep having this dream? Why do I keep having this nightmare? Especially if it's happening a lot. There's something there. Psychology and NLP go a lot on to dreams and, and behavioral things in dreams and, and, you know, in essence, it's the brain trying to process information is the scientific term. So dreams are this unconscious process of what's going on. If that works, if that explanation works for you, then cool. 
But, yeah, the universe is trying to tell you something. What's it trying to tell you? Right, I'm going to be a Sifu here. (laughs) Sifu says, can you only be asleep to dream? If you need me to explain that, I will. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I was I was just thinking about that. I was thinking, and I hope this isn't too dark, because I was like, when I thought it, I was like, this might be a little dark. But um, you know when we have reoccurring patterns in our lives where we're like, and it's not, it's transformational, right? And so I just, that was my aha moment when I was listening to you, Paul, about uh, like, wow, so it's like my reoccurring dream. It's like, oh, this is a nightmare, because it's like this pattern won't go away. And I'm like, can't process what the information is. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Right, yeah, part of, you know, the whole thing of is, is reality or reality is a dream, but also meditation, when we're all daydreaming, we, we visualise, you know, is that a dream as, as well? There's a big thing in the Eastern culture about spontaneity, uh, a thing in Qigong, Qigong are energy exercises, most of them are quite set, but there's a whole set called spontaneous Qigong, where you just go with the flow, a little bit like spontaneous dance, you can learn different moves to eventually enhance that dancing, so you just don't look like a don't look like your dad dancing on the thing, doing your spontaneous moves. But but the point is, is you just go with the flow. So so for me, daydreaming and meditation can be the same or can be the same thing. And the reason I say that is I have a lot of uh, students I teach qigong to. And and certain ones in particular that I'm thinking of, they'll say, "Oh, I had this vision, and and this was going on." And and when you hear what they're talking, they're, they're dreaming. They're having a daydream. And and there is this uh, lucid dreaming technique that I remember back in the 80s of actually almost meditating, almost having a daydream thinking, oh, I want to think of this, I want to think of this, I want to think of this. You do it all the way up through the day, you get little spare moments, and then just before you go to bed, you sit there thinking, I want, you imagine, you feel it, you see it, you hear it, which is very much using all your senses. Um, And you say, oh, I want to dream of this. So then you're setting that intention to, to sleep. So can you, you know, do you, have you considered the fact that you don't necessarily have to be asleep to dream? You can daydream or meditate that dream, which could also be connecting using Skull's metaphor of like of you know his downloads and maybe daydreaming meditation is laptop. You're logging online on the laptop. Uh, rather than on the PC, which is when you're asleep. Have you considered that, or have you got anything to add to that? And that goes mm-hmm. to both of you. Yeah, I, I like what you're saying there, Paul, because, um, I mean, you know, it just brings into question of, like, well, what is our definition of dreaming? You know, let, let's let's really just nail that down. And for me, um, the, the simplest way that I can explain, like, what does it mean to be dreaming? To me, dreaming is synonymous for, like, the the active moment of thoughts creating reality, so to speak. So, I mean, that is the idea, is, is, is that the reality is, is that we are always dreaming. You know, like, it's, like, that's, you know, I've said this before, like, you're always going to be dreaming. It's just a matter of whether or not you're awake. 
So I mean, are you awake right now within this waking reality? Yes, but to what degree? You know, like awaking is kind of like this, this like meter that goes back and forth. You know, like like it depends on how awake you are, and then knowing that there's phases and spirals to that. And then again, you know, within the dream space, you can be asleep within your dream when you're asleep, but you can still be awake within your dreaming process. You know, so we sort of use refer refer to the word dreaming and dream. You know, we, we use the term dreams almost as like a place that we go to kind of thing in, in which it is. Um, but again, I think that's just a, the English language kind of getting limited on what it is that we're trying to explain. But but I think, yeah, acknowledging that the act of dreaming is the 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 active moment of your thoughts creating reality, then, then it's just like you saying, you know, like, oh, I'm going to remember my you know, I'm going to remember my dreams, I'm going to remember this and stuff, you understand more of what it is that you're actually saying, and then you're right, like, that is, that is the, the, the big aspect of um, what dreaming I feel really encourages, is, is the idea of dreaming more within this reality, actively and intentionally, to create your reality, you know, like, why, why, do, you think, why, do, you, why do you think people say, like, follow your dreams? Right, you know, like what it follow your intentions, follow your creation, sort of thing. So we already know what the word dreaming means, but somehow we've like forgotten about it at the same time. And so I think you know what's really exciting is that I feel dreaming is a great practice to reinforce the idea of of um, getting better at using our imagination. And, and I feel that is such a key thing because, like, our imagination—you know, the word imagination, nation of the magi, or or the word imagine—you literally look at it. It says, "I am Jin," you know, like I am magic, sort of thing. So, um, in that in that sense, like, when we practice using our imagination within our meditations, within our daydreaming, and within our lucid dreaming, it's really exciting for like when we bring it into this reality because then we can apply that to intentions and visions that we have and art that we're creating sort of thing and, and knowing that the art that we're creating is also the medicine, you know, water for a thirsty world for, for how we can continue to help assist with the shift in consciousness. You know, it allows us to, to be more present to the the all win which is sort of like a term for like the universal source of creativity flowing through you so it gets it gets you into this meditation and mindfulness and lucid dreaming it really gets you into this place of asking yourself like or, or becoming more aware of our ability to listen to everything to the universe to ourselves to the bigger parts of ourselves knowing that <clears throat> again you know information is not just local to our mind it's this metaphor that people hear more and more again uh, which I think is a great one but it, you know it's like tuning the frequency of a radio so when you tune your attention when you tune your listening you can begin to attune it to that flow of the all wind coming through you and then that's when you get like those aha ideas or those oh my god revelations and and those I have to create the, this moment you know like I don't know why but I feel like I have to but when it resonates deep within your heart it's exciting at the same time and so that I feel is like again you know with the paradigm shift project with we're talking about lucid dreaming I, I go back to this concept of this is about becoming better dreamers within the dream and, and what does that mean and, and really like digging deep into that and, and I think that's like the biggest umbrella statement that I can put on this but again you know it, it means just like being mindful of yourself being you know compassionate just like being everything that you have the opportunity to explore within within this lifetime knowing that again like this is an opportunity and I think that that is a big thing within itself is just for people to realize how much 
choosing to be in this physical incarnation is actually like a privilege. Is actually like the, these bodies are friggin' sports cars of like the universal experience. These are like high tech pieces of technology that we are operating with right here. Like, you know, these would cost like a million space dollars on the black market or something like that. You know, so to speak, right? So I mean, like, because again, you know, like these bodies, like they have, they have access to the physical. We can build things. We got ambidextrous fingers and hands and eyes, and we can sense things and we can create. We can literally create life. Like that is so incredible and just like the idea of like also having access to the dream space at the same time so I mean it, it's this thing where like we have access to both worlds from within one vehicle is a very important thing to just reflect on and be mindful of um, so I mean yeah like the concept of, of, of the word dreaming I think is really neat and just bringing it back to the idea of intentionally developing your imagination so yes like during the day Practice daydreaming. If you're sitting on the bus or you're just like, taking some time, imagine yourself in a place and really bring in your awareness of the senses. That is like a simple and, and easy way. And we do this through our global broadcast of meditations through the Paradigm Shift Central Project with the full moon meditations. Um, and you guys are familiar with these where, you know, I really bring people into a space through guided meditation of them bringing in like textile awareness of their sensations. So imagine yourself, even just as I'm, as I'm just saying this right now to you guys listening and without even having to get deep into the meditation, you can practice this. Like imagine yourself like at a beach and imagine what the dirt feels underneath your feet and imagine your, the sand beneath your toes and imagine like the cool breeze and imagine looking out on the sunset and imagine the sound of seagulls off in the distance and then imagine like you step closer to the water and you feel the water like gently roll over your feet. Like, with just me saying that, like, every single one of those thoughts, every single one of those words is, like, linking you to a sensation, is linking you to an experience. And when you construct these together as building blocks, as aspects, as, as fractals within your imagination, you begin to realize that, like, it's not just, um, like, you're not just creating something that's, like, you know, like, wooey imaginary. You're actually creating a space. You're actually creating access to this world. It's like loading up a simulation within the holodeck sort of thing. So I mean, um, just doing simple things like that within your day-to-day -day life can strengthen your ability to do that within the dream space and can strengthen your creativity on a regular basis. And you know, you can you can explore more with this. Uh, some things I like to do, like I, am, I like to imagine myself doing martial arts within my daydreams, you know, within my visualizations. Uh, doing things like parkour within my daydreams, you know, like I'll imagine myself like running through a forest and like jumping off stuff or, you you know, like fighting ninjas. I imagine myself like flying with wings. You can get as creative as you want with it. You know, you can imagine yourself with like like space marine armor and like fighting space bugs or something like that. Like it can be whatever you want. In the same way, you know, it, it goes in whatever direction. You know, like a lot of a lot of times, it's really interesting because it seems like this access to to this this form of imagination is so potent. And right now, it seems that the primary place that people are using it relative to is relative to, like, pornography and masturbation, which is very interesting because it's just, like, that is, like, something where, like, they, they get that immediate satisfaction out of it. So, you know, like, unless there's, like, a computer screen nearby, they'll just, like, imagine the scenario in their mind. And, and even still, some people have trouble with that because they've been so programmed to, like, depend on external things outside of them. So, I mean, just, just as that is just, like, a parallel example of where we see it in culture and, and, the, and the lack of the idea of imagination being encouraged within culture, it just means to me brings in more of an emphasis as to why we should practice meditation, why we should practice using our imagination, why we should practice being creative, knowing again that you know we're building our mind 
in preparation for what is still to come. And you can approach it from a very altruistic point of view. Like, how can me doing this imaginary practice allow me to become a better creator, a better dreamer within this dream so that I can create more art, so that I can be a better leader within my community, so I can be a better spiritual warrior, and so I can continue to unlock more of my own journey. Because there's, there's doors and there's treasure chests and there's so much waiting for us on our path that is already there, but we have to consciously choose to step onto it. And, and like that is the thing, like I'll just say this last part, but you know, within this bigger evolution, I sort of like this concept of uh, our golden path. And what is our golden path? Well, the golden path is going to be subjective to every single person. But the golden path is the path of like your spiritual fulfillment. It is the path where like you you are in tune with like what it is that you're doing and, and you're happy doing it. But at the same time, understanding that this path, like it's going to be the path that is going to benefit your spiritual growth the most within the limited time of this lifetime, which is essentially your objective. You know, you have like a checklist and you come into it and it's just like, okay, this is a checklist of like a hundred things. You might not get through all of them, but do your best to get through as many as you can. And if you just sit home on your computer and do nothing all day, then you won't get to those other 75 down the checklist. You know, you kind of have to go through them one by one kind of thing. And so, I mean, this last thing I'll just say here is that a big shift within the paradigm that I feel a lot of people just just are becoming more aware of, and I encourage people to just keep this in mind as they go forward on their quest, is understanding that the universe is here to evolve your consciousness. It's not necessarily here to make you happy. And understand like what I mean by that. So that means like within your quest, that allows you to acknowledge that the hard times are a gift in themselves. They are evolving your consciousness. Like you, if something bad happens, it, it, it's like kind of spiritually immature to to ask you know like why did this happen to me? But instead, you can ask why did this happen for me? Right. So I mean, I think a, a spiritually mature person will allow themselves to like go through emotional hurdles a little bit differently whereas other people they would get caught up on things emotionally and hold on to their attachment to that emotion whereas another person they can like experience the emotion still have it very visceral very real but then maybe process through it and alchemize through it quicker and more effectively than 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 what somebody may not be and again you know I just use the term spiritual maturity just in terms of like uh, you know like wherever they are on their path and, and whatever like information and knowledge they have access to because I feel spiritual maturity is just like a very subjective term and it's something that all of us have access to and it, again it goes back to this process of, of remembering and so yeah like just remember that is that the universe is not here to make you happy it is here to evolve your consciousness and so when you can understand that you can approach your life with like the more courage knowing that the universe will not give you anything that you can't handle and that's the exciting part. So, I mean, it's just like, do you want to play this game on easy mode or do you want to play it on hard mode? You know, maybe you want to play it on medium mode. That's totally cool. Like, it's, it's totally up to you. Um, easy mode is going to only get you so much experience and hard mode is going to get you even more experience. It's kind of, you know, that video game analogy, I feel, applies. So, it's even, you know, that people are just like, if you're having struggles and that means, like, you're here for a, for a higher calling. You can sort of think about it that way, but at the same time, if you're having struggles, I think it's just also a way to sort of recalibrate perhaps perhaps your thought process because, gosh darn it, us humans are stubborn, and sometimes it's less about the actual problem and more about our approach of the problem. So, But anyways, um, I know that was a few points, but yeah, those are just some key things I wanted to pass on. So. Rock, it, rock star, you're rocking it. You just like, we're like... Yeah. Of consciousness. Yeah. Awesome. I am just a conduit. 
what do I know? But I'm trying to be the best one I can. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's the point. That's the point of all of this, isn't it? Is, is be the best you you can be. And if what you're being is helping others, is inspiring others, which I hope this will do now and in the future. As as I said, it's your fault. You know, you you inspired me. Your your dogginess. Your 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 moxie, I love that word. Your moxie. Moxie was a, a word from the 1940s. It's an American word uh, for women, women with gutso. Is is that woman's got moxie? She's got a she's got oomph. She's got you know she'll get the job done. But yet she still she still has her feminine ways. You know she's mm. you know she's both feminine, but she's also got the you know the, the power to do it. You know to 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 uh, do what needs to be done. Chutzpah to the Jews. Chutzpah. Yeah. Well, moxie in uh, in China and Japan is a uh, is a is a substance that actually draws out char, which is uh, an interesting how words uh, flip. But uh, you moxibuction, and that's uh, used in um, uh, acupuncture especially. They, they use it. Looks like a big cigar. But you set light to it and you burn, and it draws heat basically. Mm. But it focuses on yang heat, drawing out the char from the body. But, but and maybe that's that's part of it. That moxie, you know, having the ability, the gutso, to get through the maya, to get through that rubbish, to get what needs done. You know, I I think, you know, uh, yeah, we're spiritual orators. We're we're possibly at the forefront. We're one of many, but we're we all also have our own uh, struggles in our own life so it's having that moxie you know we do it for others and we do it for ourselves uh, and get it all done and the whole point of using dreaming whether it is sleeping or daydreaming um, being lucid with your dreams and being using it as a tool as a, a skull so aptly says using it as a tool the program to help you understand what's going on there's a thing in Taoism with being a child, being a child, playing with this work. You know, I say things in silly ways and I try to make people laugh because I want to play. I take responsibility as an adult should for my actions, good and bad, but I also want to play, I want to explore, I want to expand. So that's, that's what I think, but for me, it's about exploring this universe, exploring your own reality, raising the vibration, but make sure it's fun, because if it's not fun, you're missing the point. Don't be too zen, get some Tao in there. So it's, it's you know, it's a way of sparking up. Right, um, we've still got to work out this whole uh, chat business, but uh, one of my friends, uh, Adrian Mills, great Adrian, uh, he said on, I said, whether you can dream, you know, while you're awake. He says, yes, uh, uh, yes, you can dream when you're awake. Simple as that. We have a couple of people say, awesome, they're loving it. Uh, it's saying on here we've got seven viewers, but I know that the whole link between Google Hangouts and also YouTube, 
there's a, a few people get lost along the way. And also for the future, how many people will watch it? We do not know. <laughs> so, Michelle, have you got anything to ask? Or? Uh, well, I, yeah, I do have stuff to ask, actually. I just, but just where you're talking about the viewers, I just want to say gratitude for being here, and um, we're grateful that your loving went down. Um, so I, yeah, super gratitude. Yeah, I just want to just thank you and thank you still for being. We our love you. I'm just really grateful to be co-creating with you guys, and that that's honestly, you were talking and talking and talking, and you said the word create so many times, Skull, and I wanted to listen to why, why do what, like conscious co-creator, like what's the point? Like why are we, why are we creating? What, why do we have that, what is that? And responsibility came in again when Paul just said that, but like, why? Why create at all? What do we do, why? So is that the question for me? Yeah, that why, is the question. Why? Why, why, Skull, why? <laughs> That's a, that, is, that is the question, definitely, definitely. Um, I was just going to say, I, I'm, I'm, do we, do we plan on wrapping this up soon-ish? Like, I'm not trying to rush out, but I'm just trying to figure out how much stuff we let's still have do, time to talk about. Let's do 15. Let's no do more than 15. 15. Yeah, because yeah, we started a little late. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Perfect. Cool. Um, yeah, because there's, there's a, yeah, I know there's like so much more to talk about, and you know, one of the themes that hasn't even come up yet, but, but it has come up yet, just in different language. Um, you know, again, we were talking about spiritual warriors. Uh, I, I love bringing in the concept, and I know it's a favorite of Paul's, but the concept of the Jedi. And the light guardians, and and that I feel is the answer to why you know like the the concept of like what is a Jedi, um, again you know Jedi meaning pillar of light. <laughs> you got a stick. Yeah, yeah. Paul's got lights here. That is something that that more and more of us are 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 feeling the call to within themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, again, you know, it's this it's this answer to the question of like what is needed, and and so I mean the idea of like why be creators. Why? Because that is what is needed, and and who needs it? You know, like who's who's saying what is needed? Um, us within consciousness, uh, within like a deeper part of ourselves that can listen to to like the acknowledgement of of like what we would like to see within this reality, and and what we would ultimately like to see is you know like more people being able to experience their own bliss, more people being able to to like be grateful in the present moment, more gratitude, more compassion on a global scale, more creativity, and so I mean, the idea of being a creator and and answering the question of why, um, part of it is also the idea of um, being you know like through our own actions, it gives other people permission to, to express themselves. And in expressing ourselves authentically is, is a huge part of this as well. It's, you know, it's this process of like unlearning a lot of what culture has taught us. And through the act of creation, that is part of how we unlearn. Through, through the act of expressing ourselves authentically, we, we deprogram what has previously been caught, taught to us, and we begin to understand more of like who we are. You know, we begin to speak voices within ourselves that we never knew we had. You know, we begin to realize that there is a leader inside all of us, but unless we are called into that moment, either by necessity or by choice, then sometimes we don't always find it. So through some of us being creators, it gives other people the permission to step into that place as creators willingly and and I think when they can do that that's the exciting thing you know like we want people to get excited about the idea of being creators and, ex and get excited about the idea that like yes you know I 
helped, like, uh, following my own intuition, started this project and flash forward X number of years and it's connected with X number of people and in, Paul's been inspired to create this broadcast and it's this idea, you know, ripples create waves. And so, I mean, the, the Jedi concept is, is the idea of, like, being a pillar of light and allowing other people to see the light within themselves by simply being a mirror. And, and that is, like, what I feel is, is why we are creating, you know, is we're creating so that we can allow us to 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 like ex to we can we are we are consciousness doing what it can to help wake itself up like in a very literal sense and, and dissolving that idea of individuality and, and understanding that our actions are part of like a something bigger than us and and even thinking about it in terms of like the future and thinking about it just in terms of simplicity of like what what characteristics, what attitudes, and what thought processes do we want to have more in the future? And again, you know, that goes back to the idea of compassion and gratitude, and and not just that, but also you know, this like how do we create a, a, a how do we change our education systems? Like how do we change our government? How do we change our society? How do we change the way that we're going to be raising kids? in the next generation, and the next generation, and the next generation, right? If we acknowledge that there's an issue with how things are done now, then that in itself is a call for us to create the solution. So, I mean, you know, that is what we're doing. We're creating because we are, we are doing it out of the fact that sometimes, you know, we're acknowledging that there is a problem with how things are. Maybe that problem is lack of creation. So it's simply like us, like, filling a void, filling a, a space of apathy. And apathy is, like, a huge epidemic within this world in this day and age. And, like, I, I think that's, like, something just really to be aware of is the idea that, like, so many people, they're just, like, not engaged with this reality at the same level because they're apathetic. But apathy is something that can easily be cured by inspiration. You know, it's something that can be transmuted by inspiration. And how do you do that? You simply, like, have a conversation with someone. You show them a piece of inspirational art that inspired you. And, like, I think that's the idea with, as creators and something, you know, Paul's doing and something we're going to see more of on the show and something the Paradigm Shift Central Project is about is really, like, the idea that as the water rises, so does every ship. And as creators, let's support each other. Let's share each other's creations. Let's show each other. Because, I mean, you know, with the Paradigm Shift Central Project, it really is, like, the shifters are, are conscious media creators. Like, you know, my, my YouTube channel, which um, I know we hadn't mentioned in the show yet, but people can find the links for it. It's a Skull Babylon. And that in itself has been a journey of me making videos going back to, you know, earlier than 2009, but I use the term gonzo journalist. And gonzo journalists means including yourself as part of the story in whatever it is that you're documenting. And so more and more people, like I, I was like one of the earlier people who was referring to myself as a gonzo journalist, but I'm just like, this is a superpower. Being a gonzo journalist is a superpower. And so I mean, this is again answering the question of why should we create? Because that is like using our superpower. And, and, you know, with this concept of the Jedi and within the Paradigm Central Project, I do bring it back to the idea of looking at what we refer to as superheroes and superpowers and special abilities and understanding that there's a realness to that. And our realness is in how we create within this dream, you know, tying back into the lucid dreaming aspect. How do we become better dreamers within this dream? How do we create within this reality? And so by being a creator, like it literally is using your superpower to be the bridge between higher consciousness, what it, what it is asking of us, from us, in order to be able to help all of us. So, I mean, that is, like, the idea of, like, why do we want to be a creator? Because it is, like, answering the call. It is answering, like, the universe is whispering to us every single moment. And if we are listening to it, we will be able to hear it. And it will say, like, you know, like, pass this on. 
because I don't have the hands to do it. You are my hands. You are me. Like you, we are one. You know. So I mean, as humans, I think that's a beautiful thing when we realize that literally we can become ambassadors for higher consciousness, and that's part of our duty. It's part of our responsibility. And and the fact that I'm so passionate about this is because it's obvious as to how important it is because of how easily it can be neglected. The fact that it comes as a choice means that it's something that we should take into attention because maybe it's a choice that we want to see more people making and if not enough people are making it this day and age then how do we encourage them and again inspire them to create that choice to become creators. Like again going into the idea that apathy like how do we transmute apathy how do we give people a platform to express themselves and for them to experience out of that expression their own growth and and their their own sense of fulfillment not just in asking what they can get but in asking what they can give through the idea that their art becomes medicine for someone else's journey and and they're just be like wow you know like that you were me 3 years ago like 15 year old kid and then they see you know and they're and they're telling you about how your work inspired them so like all of us are like parents and children for each other in, in a very interesting way and when we can sort of approach that concept of family i think it's very powerful and and just like really brings in a deeper intention as to like what tribe actually means and so this is building the tribe you know this is building the tribe in the digital frontier in the physical frontiers through communities through the paradigm shift communities through all of the things happening out there and creation is our medium creation creating creating media creating art creating with our voice and our hands and our actions and our thoughts and our minds like that that is our sword you know going back to the spiritual warrior you know like so how are you using your sword if you're keeping it sheathed like all the time, then nothing will get created with it. You know, like well, you you can create stillness with it. Don't don't get don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place for it, but I mean, like, there's also a time and a place for us to like move out of like go into the stillness to listen, and then move out of the stillness into action. And so it's that balance of the two. And and one thing I'll just say here real quick is that I love the fact that we are doing this show today. Is actually one of my favorite days of the year right now. Um, and I'm not sure if you guys can guess why right off the top of the, of, of, of just me saying that, but because um, it's, it's super obvious once I say it. The reason why it's my favorite day of the year right now is because today is June 9th. Today is the ninth wow. day of the sixth month. Today is what we literally see as the number 6-9. And so, I mean, to me, like this is like a great day to start the show the way of. And, and Paul, I, I know it wasn't intentional. Um, or maybe it was. I mean, subconsciously it was. Higher consciously it was. And you're a cancer, so, right? And I'm a cancer, yeah. And, and, and so, I mean, like that. And Paul, aren't you a cancer as well? Is, no, or, I'm no, okay, Aries. sorry. Right, Aries. I'm, yeah. I'm in Chinese, I'm a dragon dog. Cool, cool. Uh, and so, yeah. And so, anyways, just, or I'm just going to say... Sorry, state the obvious on that. Like yin yangs, duality, like, you know, as above, so below, left and right, balance. Like, that is what this is all about. It is about, like, the Tao. And, and so, I mean, I think that is, like, really cool because what I was just saying there is, is finding the Tao, finding the balance between stillness and action. So, understanding that within our dreams, we go into stillness, yet we listen. And then we can go into action within our waking state and within our dream state. So, it's, it's constantly going back between the two, finding why each is important. And then, like, out of that, like, that's where we get, like, the full, the full synergy, the full dyadic cyclone that, you know, we as humans have the, have the ability to step into and generate. So, yeah. So, those are my thoughts on that. I just wanted to quickly add, I mean, you know, th thanks for saying about... Uh, about you know the, the creation of the show, but for for me, the, the whole Taoist concept, the whole Sifu concept, is that um, I'm 
very purposeful of, I call myself a co-presenter. Michelle's a co-presenter, all the future ones. I, yeah, I know a bit of stuff. I, you know, I know this, I know that. But I'm just, I'm just one part of this ocean of cheap. Yep, the concept came along and it was inspired by other, other things. I'm a co-presenter. I'm part of it. Michelle's part of it. It's other people part of it. But you out there, when you're watching it, whether it's now, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's in 10 years' time, you are as much part of it as I am. So, yeah, I lit the match, but that's all I did. This show is as, as much as what you want it to be. The other one thing I wanted to say, as I'm holding this big glowing green stick, is that uh, this interesting... Everything is metaphors. There's, there's, for me, the Taoist concept is that everything means something. Uh, synchronicities, this is all to something else. Now, there's interesting things with Star Trek, but also Star Wars, that the word Je Jedi that George Lucas used comes from an Egyptian word and an Egyptian group called the D-Jedi. And the D-Jedi are meant to be connected to the Taoists, and they had their own Qigongs. And I, I have friends, hopefully uh, future, future guests, who do D-Jedi Qigongs, uh, and I, my teacher taught me some. Now, D-Jedi means the keepers of the pillar of light. The light saber is a pillar of light. Coincidental, maybe. <laughs> but the whole point is, is a Jedi. A Jedi is about, you know, keeping the knowledge, protecting the knowledge, but moving it forwards. Now, I think in the next one there's going to be an interesting group come up called the Grey Code, and the Grey Code are neither in the dark side of the Force or the light side of the Force. Their aim is to balance the two. Is they believe in the light, but the, but darkness always exists. Throughout your day, you'll have good and bad moments. There'll be great things and not so great things. There'll be wonderful things and not so wonderful things. Those not so wonderful things are opportunities to learn and progress. Pardon my French, but when you get shit, turn it into manure. Manure lets flowers grow. You know, bad things happen find opportunities, find ways of turning those bad things into a good thing. That's the point. You know, nightmares. Well, what's that nightmare? Nightmare trying to teach you. Because if everything and everyone is your seafood, what have you got to learn? So the point of the show is to help inspire other people. But I'm hoping, I'm actually expecting, and it has happened already, to be inspired by the guests, by my lovely uh, um, co-hosts, by you guys. You know, inspiration is always there. There's always opportunities to learn. There's always opportunities to go, ah, I didn't think of that. Ooh, ah, ah, ooh, must see that. And that's the point. I think, for me, that's the point. That, that was... Uh, that was for me, you know, the, what uh, Paradigm Shift Radio did. Um, uh, very quickly, I want to ask Skull, is that the the radio has evolved, m meaning, you know, originally it was very much a guest show and you had guests, but it's it's 
it's evolved into now like a school of Jedi. Um, a school, a mystery school, you know, it's working into, into other things. Was that your intention? Was that just how it happened? Um, if you don't mind asking. Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting um, point to, to bring up, and I'll, I'll just um, answer that real quick because I, I know we're probably going to be wrapping this up pretty soon. But, yeah, like, within, um, within the Paradigm to Central Project, like, right now, uh, originally when we were doing the radio broadcast, <clears throat> is through, like, an, another platform, and, and, you know, people could call in, and, and it was like that for, like, several years, and then, you know, things changed on my end and, and everything like that. But ultimately, what I wanted to be able to do is, again, creating that, like, sacred space. And, and, and a big part of that sacred space is just creating a place where people can practice communicating and practice talking about these metaphysical topics. And so what we've been doing in the past while, for, for about, you know, past, like, almost over half a year now, is we've been using, you know, formats including Google Hangout where we're bringing people in together and we're creating specific broadcasts, be it, be it team building broadcasts or our Paradigm Shift Destiny School, which similar to, to The Way Of uh, relates to specific topics. Um, and, and so we actually, you know, again, you know, for people listening to this, our next one is literally happening like uh, only about three, three and a half hours. I was going to say that, which will all be now. off later. <laughs> yeah, so like part of the reason for wrapping this up is because all of us, I think, are going to be online for, for the next one and that's um our topic is going to be on health and fitness and spirituality and how health and fitness ties into spirituality which you know again for, for like this whole theme of evolution of consciousness is a big topic for me um, just the idea of like encouraging fitness, encouraging that spiritual journey through the ex through the experience of cognitive abilities and physical fitness, and and you know like refining your your vessel, your your temple. Um, so yes, that has been an intention for me to to evolve the radio show in that way. Yet the radio show. Right now, we're using it more as just a platform for our global meditations because it works better. But eventually, in the future, we will be opening it up to similar formats how we did in the past with more featured guests. And, and there's a lot of other ways that I'm planning on featuring different creators through the community uh, outside of the radio show, but using the, the conscious articles through the website where it'd be you know with featured creators and showcasing their content because there's a lot of people out there who are doing some amazing things. And, and I just want to be able to share that with the community. I want to be able to, to allow their content to be seen. And, and again, you know, like within this within this project, like I, I think that's a very challenging thing for a lot of people is that they, they feel like they might have a voice, but they 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 are afraid that it will go unheard. So therefore, why bother? Kind of thing, right? And that can be like very diminishing to the spirit. Understandably, it's just like you know, I put all my work into creating this, and then like no one even saw it or like no one liked it or something so understanding that that's an issue and that's like you know when it comes to social media and Facebook and it's a challenge these days uh, where the Paradigm Shift Central project is literally a platform where people can like create their content and share it through and we can help share it with the global audience so it's a shared network it's a shared broadcast station and the classes that you're referring to um, which yeah are evolving into a form of a mystery school uh, are a part of that for, for people to jump on be a part of a recording of a broadcast that gets heard by over thousands of people and knowing that all they have to do is like show up and they can add their voice into this conversation and be a part of that and that's so it's really exciting so again you know for the next one that we got coming up with the health and fitness it's it's gonna be a team recorded broadcast with the intention of us recording something 
that would be of value to the community. So how can we spend the next hours of the broadcast creating like good quality content that will be information for other people to download and to be inspired by? So the media is evolving, and 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 I've seen it evolving over the years, and I know it's going to continue to evolve. And you know, just to give people some foresight, eventually what will be happening within spiritual communities will be things like virtual reality meetups. You know, it will it will be very similar. This is where the lucid dreaming concept becomes very interesting because suddenly like concepts very common with lucid dreaming begin appearing within the physical dimension through the aspects of virtual reality and so that will happen in the future you know like we'll literally like log ourselves into a shared space and, and we'll be in that place so I mean um, yeah so what, what we're doing right now is literally like practice and preparing ourselves for the future while still bringing in what is needed for the present moment so yeah I wanted to just quickly say is there's a point there you're saying about people doing their broadcasts and you know you know, nobody sees it at that time, and, and the point is, that's where the spiritual warrior, that's where the warrior's side comes in, about being strong, you know, being a true warrior is, you know, nobody turns up, doesn't matter, because the whole point of, you know, we had, we had up to eight people turn up, but how many are going to turn up in the future? I can't see that far ahead. The point is with technology, you can, it's set there, it's there like a time capsule, and you know, using media, set it there, put it in place, put it for there for the future. Don't worry about the now, in this moment. Worry, ever, worry about just don't worry, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> be the warrior. Be who you want to be. Be who you choose to be. Um, and then the, later on, I was saying I'm also going to be in the show, and I'll be doing how to stay up for 24 hours and still look bubbly and awake. Yay, so, uh, yes, I know the Yay. things I do for Skull Babylon. That that warrior, warrior general of mine. Oh, uh, captains amongst captains, good sir. That's, uh, <laughs> it's funny, Paul. I'll, I'll just actually, I want to say something about that, but I'll, I'll just say, you know, um, my it's funny because like my mom actually like knows who you are because she's she like <laughs> she like connected with your Facebook like years ago because of something that we did through Paradigm Shift, and she's just like, and I told her tonight, I'm just like, yeah, you know, like, I'm on a new show that Paul's doing, and she's like, oh, like, Paul, like, he's, like, the guy from, from the UK and stuff, and, and I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, you know, so it's just kind of funny, she's, like, a fan of yours and everything, so it's kind of kind of cute. Mom's a fan! Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm happy now. I'm, well, uh, that's the one. Wow! There you go. Skull so, mission accomplished. There you go. <laughs> I've achieved greatness. I love you, Mom! I'll, I'll pass it on to her. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, it's funny though. Um, yeah, that, what, what I just wanted to say though, because I know we're we're getting close to wrapping up, and there's a lot more to this project that you know will not be explained on this broadcast, but on this broadcast. But I encourage people to connect with me, and again, you know, explore paradigmshiftcentral.com, and and you'll see. Yeah, we're creating an archive, which is a really cool thing, because like people might find that website and like. 10 years from now and they'll still see content that has been there that has been archived and you know I always imagine like what, what if like a an Octurian or a Syrian was like looking at our website what would they see you know like I want it to be sort of a reflection of our collective shift in consciousness we're literally documenting the shift in consciousness through our own art and through our own storytelling and our mm -hmm. quest journals and everything so and, and the idea is that you know like if somebody hasn't seen something before then everything old becomes yeah. becomes new again which yeah. is a very exciting thing um, and then what a, so so yeah you can check that out and another thing on the website there's a feature that we have called the TV paradigm shift TV and they can go there and it like automates um, what episode shows up based on an intuitive algorithm that's psychically connected to your higher spirit so you'll see whatever <laughs> video you need to see it's advanced technology I know True. so you go in there and, and the, the psychic algorithm will show you whatever video you need to see out of 
like over the, you know, it's like 600 more videos from people in the community that we've been creating over the years. So you can see like that's a lot that we've created and there's videos from Michelle and there's videos from Paul in there and there'll be more videos in the future. Um, but uh, I guess ending on close to a last point, um, the idea of captains amongst captains is something that I, I really love that concept because you know it brings into this idea of like sovereignty and leadership and what does that mean and, and more of us becoming conscious of what a good leader means you know a good leader is someone who will inspire people to take action opposed to telling them what to do sort of thing so I mean that's something that within this paradigm shift central project I really look at it as a team and 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 the idea of just like really just acknowledging that each of us have our own unique talent and our own unique gifts and our own unique voice and then when we practice sharing this we, we come into this digital space but we take this out to our physical communities and we continue to help people where we are so it's a, it's a really exciting thing and you know it's just something where people hearing this maybe they're hearing about this for the first time but just know that you have that potential in you to be a community leader where you are, to be a leader where you are, to be a captain of your own vessel and, and, and you know follow your heart when in doubt follow your heart but understanding that following your heart doesn't mean following it to happiness. It means following it to the lessons that you need to learn sort of thing. So I mean that in itself is just like a whole nother topic. But but yeah, I'm seeing more and more of that. More people within the conscious community becoming more sovereign captains of their own ship, of their own spirit, of their own mind and body. And so like that is why I'm excited about this. That is why I'm blessed and, and grateful to be here. And that is why like I know these next four years are going to be incredibly exciting because we're going to see more of us activating into our Jedi and into our Jedi form and, and our unique expression of self, our, our authentic expression of self, aligning with that golden self, the golden, the golden elf within within each of us, you know, sort of thing. Um, and again, you know, just the concept of uh, Jedi's and pillars, and even the word inspire, right? Like, what does that word mean? It's like activate the spire within you, the spire of light, the pillar of light. So, I mean, just reminding us that, you know, like that spire is like something that like connects right through us like right from like the as above to the below right through us like between each and every one of us there's an infinity above us and an infinity below us and we are the event horizons of creation itself and earth is like the most rocking place to be right now and and that's why it's exciting and that's why you know like it's it's a blessing to be here and it's an opportunity to be here so wake up every day knowing that you are blessed to be simply to be here and, and ask yourself how you can help change the world today simply by changing yourself. So, Thank aloha. You. <laughs> yep, that is awesome. Right. What I will do, I will make sure that your links, Skull, uh, Michelle's, all the links will go on to the Way of Conscious Mindfulness uh, fan page. There will eventually be a website. It's on its way of being created. Um, also, I will make sure that the links are on the YouTube. So if you're seeing it on YouTube, uh, you will find links to uh, Paradigm Shift, Paradigm Shift Radio, to uh, uh, Michelle's, um, help me out, Michelle, it's, it's Affinity. I have infiniteeverything.net and all that jazz. And I <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll share our love out and then you can explore them. Uh, yeah, because of what's going on, we'll finish it uh, this way, but in future episodes, we will do a meditation 
possibly mm. from a guest, possibly mm. uh, from one of the co-hosts. But for this one, I think we'll close it off like like this because we've all got uh, lots of other stuff to set up for. I've got to stay awake, and uh, so. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, uh, Brendan. Um, you know, like I say, you've inspired me so much. Uh, I've learned a lot from today and a lot more aha moments. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Michelle. As lovely as always, as inspiring as always, as intelligent as always, and so are you, Skullburn. <laughs> but, yeah, so thank you. And to the viewers who have watched, to the future viewers, Thank you for joining. I hope it, hope something, if just one thing has sparked something, then I, at least for me, our job is done. So be inspired, be play, have fun, learn to use your dreams as tools. Mm -hmm. So that's that's it for me. And it's your reality. Ow. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. So. Love you, Paul. Right. So, find me, Thank find you. me in the dream space and okay. on YouTube. Skill Babylon. <laughs> so, thank you, audience. Bye for now. Take care. Uh, find us on, if you're seeing it on YouTube, you will find us on The Way of Conscious Mindfulness. Uh, in future episodes will just be the way of and the guest's name, which is something I learned today from these two wonderful people. And we are so, always evolving. Always evolving, that's, mm -hmm. that's what you should do. So, thank you very much, guests. Bye for now. Love Chi and Shen from CP Boggy, from Brendan, and from Michelle. Bye-bye. Go do free hugs. Hack the Matrix. We love you. <laughs> free hugs! Bye. <laughs>